Welcome back to another episode of the Drinking and Talking Fantasy Football Podcast. Good evening, everyone. Your host, Dustin Lunt here, and sitting across from me is my other host, my co-host, as some might say, Jake Trowbridge. Other host? Do you mean that there's another host besides me that never. I don't know about? I would never cheat on you, Do you have a side behind host? your back. You better not have a side I would host. always be up front and tell you when there was going to be another host on. Okay, thank God. At least give me time to prepare. Uh, I am the other host, Jake Trowbridge, and we are here ready to uh, continue our deep dives into mm-hmm. the positions of yesteryear, as we can call it. I suppose we can call it. Technically, I think that's correct. I'm going to stand by it. All right. Um, but we're doing a wide receiver mm-hmm. breakdown yep, today. Yep, three or four. We're in the wide receivers. Uh, but first things first mm-hmm. after a long hard day of work that's right it's time to enjoy a tasty beverage <laughs> it is. so what are we drinking jake well so we are recording this one just uh, a little bit early for those of you out there mm-hmm. We're, i'm pretty sure that nothing is going to be time sensitive in this uh i would be very surprised i if, would be surprised as well if something came out that was note worthy uh, from the time that we're recording this. And typically we don't necessarily do breaking news or news and notes. Yeah, we're not those guys. No. We're not those guys. You know where to get that information. That's right. Go on Twitter. Um, Get that information there. (laughs) But we are recording on President's Day, so I thought it was appropriate that we are drinking the America AF from Carbon 4 Brewing right here in Madison, Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. It is a Berliner Weiss and Kolsch together. It's a watermelon flavored mm-hmm. Berliner Weiss Kolsch. Uh, it's unlike much that I've had before. It is a delicious beer. I, we've both had it multiple yeah. times. Uh, they they always seem to have this at festivals here in Madison during the yes. summer. Yes. Um, and it is just a tasty, tasty beer. Very light uh, as the in the Berliner style. It's 3.3%. Very easy drinking. It is very basically crushable. near beer at this point. And, you know, a, a younger me might have scoffed at us even doing this, but we brought extra beer just for this episode mm-hmm. because it is such low IPV That's right. that we will be having a And this can stuff. is terrific. Isn't it amazing? It has President Washington on it mm-hmm. holding a... Um, it's a Gatling gun. A Gatling gun in yep. one hand and has an eagle... Up in the air, yeah, perched on perched his on shoulder, his other other arm, uh, with the American flag behind him, and looks like he's standing on hot lava. And, and I think I spot a robot arm. Yes. So this could be a full Terminator experience. Yes, it is just a fucking beautiful can. <laughs> it really is. The I artwork wanted, for Carbon Four oh, yeah. is just top notch. This does not disappoint. I want it on a T-shirt. I want it on a hat. I want it on a poster above my bed. That's how much I love it. Uh, and I love the flavor. It's mm-hmm. just so light. It is. It's barely watermelony. It's yeah. not crazy. It's not like a no, slushy. No, it's, it's got a little hint of watermelon flavor. Mm-hmm. It's got a little bit of that sourness from yep. the Berliner. But not too much. Because um, then the Kolsch comes back in mm-hmm. and kind of evens everything up. Yes. This is the perfect beer to have on a hot summer day. Mm-hmm. Say or, at a festival. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or a super cold winter day, apparently. No, it is very crushable. It's very good. Uh, it's got like a slight pinkish hue to it, the watermelon. Yep, just a little bit. Not too bad. Not quite orange. Not not quite pink. Very effervescent. <laughs> Ooh, good, good. Did you use my uh, th- thesaurus? 
No. Today? Uh, toilet paper word of the day. <sighs> Good call. Good call. Well, that was the only one I could remember. <laughs> <laughs> keep it up because it's working for you. All right. Keeping the drinking mm-hmm. philosophy moving, we are into our... Drunk, 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 Great drunk trade. <laughs> yeah, not really a great trade. So, so he says, I got super drunk and hyper emotional week one last season and flipped Austin Eckler, Tyler Boyd, Will Fuller, and Jake Elliott. Boo kickers. For Antonio Brown and Justin Tucker. Boo kickers again. I know. Odd that you'd have a kicker trade when they're just essentially a dime a dozen on the waiver wire. Well, but this speaks to how This could be a kicker was. premium league. We don't know. That's true. We don't, That's we don't true. know the lead, uh, league settings. So. Dear God, I hope not, but it could uh, be. So he goes on to say, ended up fighting my way into the playoffs while literally having two wide receivers on my roster most of the season and ended up winning the ship. That's what I'm talking about. Congratulations, sir. Congratulations. Humblest of humble brags here. Um, but that just look at the bones of this thing. Look at the trade bones. Eckler, Boyd, Fuller for Antonio Brown. Week one. Even when you're that drunk, you're thinking, man, did I pull it over on this mm-hmm. guy? Because he, he's going to land with New England, and he's going to be the next Randy Moss for the season. And then that did not happen. The exact opposite of that happened. Yeah, he had one week. That was it. Yep. And you wasted a roster spot. But you Good news that is ship. you had lots of uh, waiver wire additions with all the guys you gave up. Mm-hmm. You had some openings mm-hmm. on Team Sippy Cup <laughs> underscore there. And apparently he did well to fill them. Right. If he made it there Obviously. With, the, <laughs> with the ship. So congrats. Yes. And uh, Great trade, though. I, I, I love that. That is the essence of a great drunk trade. Drunk and hyper emotional yep. is uh, the bumper sticker for drunk yes. trading, basically. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, speaking of wide receivers. That's what we're into today. Mm-hmm. Um, no beer bets to pay off. I just want to put that out there. No. I want to continue holding it over your head. You're never going to know when it's going to happen because I'm never going to mark it down on the sheet ahead of time. I'm just going to bring it in and then surprise you. Okay. Yep. I'll be so, ready. Will you? Well, <laughs> yes and no. Okay. You're never truly ready, but I'll be ready. All right. Fair enough. Um So wide receiver breakdown talk. There's mm-hmm. a clear hierarchy here of the top top dude mm-hmm. just like basically every position we've talked about so far there is one name that stands above head and shoulders above everyone else and that if you're not aware who we're talking about yet it's michael thomas thomas he had just a record-breaking season most receptions ever very not even close to the end of the season well it's close to the end of the season but it it's not like it was the last game and he had to get like exactly yeah that last quarter yeah, it, 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 oh yeah. let's try and force the ball to no, him just no, to make no. this happen. it was nothing like that um and you're like oh yeah he had drew Brees for only like two-thirds of the season yes he was playing with teddy bridgewater a good chunk of the season yep. still was a target hog target monster uh he only had one week outside of the top 36 
with all that going on in their offense, he was still that consistent and that productive. Just Mr. Consistency. Mm-hmm. There is no other at this no. point in this league that you could rely on to get that. It's so I think that was always the question. It's like, oh, he he rely or he has Drew Brees. What's going right. to happen post Drew Brees? Because obviously he's mm-hmm. going to retire here soon. He's going to be fine. <laughs> yeah, he'll be he'll be just fine. Can I tell you? What the drop was in his games without Drew Brees, as everybody's super concerned. Here. Oh, yes, please do. So with Drew Brees, he was averaging 23.6 PPR points per game. Without, though, that dropped all the way down to 23.1 PPR oh, points per God, game. Oh, God, that's awful. So if you were able to weather those five games at that low, low pace, mm-hmm. then congratulations. Yes. Yeah, he is. He's good. He very good. He One of those guys that basically, good. if you had him, probably made it to the championship game, most likely, since he was that very consistent high-end player for you. Yes. Now, the only question I want to know about him, do you sell him? If you have him in Dynasty, do you try and get a haul, or do you hold? I think you hold. He's young. He's 26. He's so young. And he, like we just said, he proved he can do it without Breeze. I don't think, I mean, I have him on one of my dynasty leagues. I traded for him this last off season Mm -hmm. and very happy about it. (laughs) Now I know I'm not looking to move him unless someone offers me something I can't refuse. Look, if I can get DeAndre Hopkins plus for Michael Thomas, because he had a, well, as we'll talk about a tiny little dip, I would do that. Yeah, absolutely. Otherwise, yeah, I'm not selling for parts here. No, like here. I said, it, it, it's got to be some sort of haul coming back at me. All right, number two, Chris Godwin. Yeah, wow. Uh, I think everybody was... The hype was real. Yeah, everyone was projecting him to have a great season. This was going to be the breakout, and he did not disappoint. Oh, he broke. <laughs> he broke out big. That was uh, intense. And he did it in only 14 games. Which is wild. What the yeah, he was, again, very, very consistent week in and week out. Uh, you had Jameis just YOLOing the ball all over the place, which we didn't discuss this in the last episode. He had LASIK surgery, so he obviously that's couldn't right. see far, so that's why he threw so many interceptions. So the interception <laughs> total should come way down, so his dynasty and redraft values well, went way sky Now, high. wait a minute, though. Do you think that he was nearsighted? No. And that's why he threw so many picks is because he couldn't see. Or do you think he was actually farsighted and the LASIK is going to hurt his deep ball now? Because now he's going to be able to see things in front of his face that he never could. And so it'll just be a dump off machine. No, 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 no. no. He he couldn't see the, he couldn't tell the jerseys apart. All he could see was two guys running. So he'd just (laughs) throw it up and hope for the best. Now he's going to be able to tell Uh, the defender from his offensive player. He'll be dropping it in the bucket. That's right. Just dropping dimes. Uh, No, I mean, regardless of what happens there, in Tampa Bay, I'm still super high on Chris Godwin because mm-hmm. it's hard not to be. I don't think it's quarterback dependency. No, here. no, he he is the real deal. Super young, obviously it was his second season. Um, he was fifth in contested catch rate, which is remarkable for a player so young. You don't think that when you say that, I would have assumed that you were talking about the other Tampa Bay receiver, right? Because that's more of his alleged skill set, mm-hmm. but not so much. No. Good for you, Chris. Yep. All right. Moving on. Number three, Julio Jones. Of course, top three again. That's all he seems to do year in, year out, even though people keep projecting, this is the year. This is the cliff. This is the end. Nope. Just he, <laughs> he keeps doing Julio things. Uh, the, the yard monster 
maybe not necessarily getting the touchdowns, although he had a good string of touchdowns this year. Hey, he had six, which for him is like in dog years, it's basically the equivalent of 36. Well, usually he gets all of them like in the last like three weeks of the season. So he had them fairly early on, which gave us a lot more hope. Uh, But he's just a machine. Yeah, he is who you think he is. That's at right. 31 years old, probably at 35 years old, he's still yes, going to be he, he's, a Larry Fitz. That's right. He's going to be one of those guys that plays in the league a very long time. He's still going to be very productive. You might see start to see some sort of decline a little bit, but yeah, I'm not going to bank on that. Per reception declining a little right. bit. But I'm, I am not going to bank on it. I will still be drafting him as a high-end wide receiver one this coming draft season yeah god yes absolutely in dynasty Mm -hmm. do you rank him outside of your top 10 because of his age now Uh, wide receivers top 10 wide receivers yeah probably it'd be close though Mm -hmm. i'll be honest Uh, as we'll talk about a little bit later on there's so many young wide receivers that fell outside of the top 10 top 12 this year yes very Uh, for one reason or another that i think it would be hard to put him above them but he would be in that. He would be close. I mean, he's definitely That's in right. that conversation. Can we have a Julio line as we're talking about some of these next next players? And we can sure. see where they fall on the Julio line, mm-hmm. above or below? Okay. That sounds fun to me. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> All right. Uh, but next up, this I, I was surprised that Cooper Cup fell in at number four. Mm-hmm. Because I remember his stretches of being insanely productive, which now feel like a very, very long time ago, though. Mm-hmm. And but it, he it was that good. Those stretches were that good that it sustained him throughout the year. Well, and I, I he only had a stretch of well the 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 game he missed plus the bye week, and then the couple games after he came back were subpar. But really, that's it. Otherwise, he was in the top thirty six at least most weeks. Most of it, he did have a couple of just full on disappearances though. There absolutely where he was, was like wide receiver seventy. And I think the thing that helped him at the end of the season, he had five straight games to end the season with a touchdown. Yeah. So that really did help buoy his numbers. Yeah, ten touchdowns is gonna help you mm-hmm. out a lot. Um no matter what. But he's also I mean, he's the guy there, in my opinion, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, this year, next year, I think he's their guy i don't think you like him over bobby i i do like him over bobby and that's no disrespect to uh to bobby to robert bobby woods um but i just think in terms of well he's not as young as people think no cooper cup is 26 um and robert woods is only a year older uh actually a year and a half older if we're being uh scientific (laughs) about this uh, but I just feel like the way that he was leaned on so heavily. Mm-hmm. And this was coming back the first year after his ACL injury. Yeah, usually, that first usually, game it was takes, usually it takes a year for mm-hmm. players to get fully back, fully comfortable. He came back essentially right out of the gate and was just good to go. Yeah, he had that kind of one downer mm-hmm. game to get him, get the rush shaken off. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it was pretty much off to the races. A little mm-hmm. start and stop, <laughs> but I mean that's the offense. That's right. the quarterback. Mm-hmm. You can't blame everything on him. Yeah, that's you right. can't blame Sippy Cup here <laughs> for uh, the downfalls of Jared Goff. That's right. Okay, next we have DeAndre Hopkins at five. Again, perennial wide receiver one, top top wide receiver. Yep, a letdown. 
weirdly for people who drafted weirdly because he was probably the number one overall in most drafts in most drafts yes the one thing you like to see though and i it just it didn't feel like it but he was um second in the league in target share for wide receivers at 30.9 percent jesus yes so he was was, him and only him yes because obviously will fuller can't stay healthy kenny stills can't stay healthy Kikikuti can't stay healthy. No. What is it there? Are they attracted to broken players, physically broken players? Is that the the Texans' way? I think when they interview these players, they're like, do you have weak hamstrings? And they say yes. They're like, all right, we'll take you. Okay, because they have like a long-standing – it's part of D-Hop's contract, Mm -hmm. I think. It's like, look, you can bring on as many guys as you want, okay? But none of them can play more than six games. That's right. That's a rule. That's how he gets his. Mm-hmm. But no, seriously, he's going to be great for for fantasy moving ever. forward. Like, yeah, he's <laughs> he's another one of those guys. He's never been a blazer on the field. Just a good technician, no. route runner. Yeah. High points the ball well. Like he does everything well. Mm-hmm. Exactly. He doesn't do any one thing. I don't think extraordinary. And I think people are a little worried about this offense that Bill O'Brien's running there, and mm-hmm. you know they're not really unleashing. Uh, Deshaun Watson and, and the, the passing can't. offense and the but, offensive line won't let them. But that, that's I, my. I opinion. just I don't think you you don't have to. I mean, you got you got one of the best wide receivers in the game. Yeah, you know, you just throw it up to him. He's going to come down with it. That's true, and I mean, well, I mean, that's all we want for fantasy. Correct. Just please, please continue doing that. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see who they bring in to replace Will Fuller this offseason. Not going to matter for me in terms of his ranking. You don't think Hopkins he's going to be ranking. back? Uh, I don't. Well, or if he is, I think they still have to supplement him somehow. Because, you, I mean, it's just getting silly. It's it getting is. straight up banana silly that's now right. with how many games he's missing. All right. So the next two guys on our list um, are a little bit more question marks for me personally yep. of, of are they going to return to this this level next year. So uh, number six is Keenan Allen. Obviously, the big question is new quarterback. Yep. How is this going to affect him? Short answer for me, I don't think it really does. I think Keenan Allen is one of those players that is just, it's like a Chris Godwin guy. Like, he's just so talented and so good. Um, I know that he's only played with Phil. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm going to call him Phil now because he's off the team. Okay. So I thought maybe you guys were just gone. on a first name uh, basis here. And no, he, he won't return my calls. Okay. Uh, but Keenan Allen has really only played with him. But just what you've seen him do on a consistent basis, I'm not scared of who they bring in. I don't think it's going to be a significant dip in the quarterback situation. Um, and it's not like Keenan Allen is he only goes for the deep shots no. or he only gets you know the contested catches. Maybe that's more Mike Williams. Mm-hmm. I might be more worried about his counterpart than him, but yeah, I'm good with him. Okay. Number seven was Julian Edelman. Hmm. I think he's 34 years old. What the fuck? The fact that he came in so high, again, is just mind-boggling to me. Obviously, Brady and him have the mind meld where he finds him anywhere on the field and just throws it to him. They didn't have a tight end. Nikhil Harry didn't come on like they had hoped. Well, was injured. Uh, and Sanu didn't, didn't do much once he got traded. No. They just had a bunch so, of jags there the whole he, season. Right. For the most part. Uh, sorry. No offense. But... You know it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and the tight end situation really, I think, did hurt. But that's what he basically filled mm-hmm. in for. He's just the middle of the field guy. Yep. 
And yep, he's always and that's he's basically always gonna be able to find the only that uh, spot where uh, Brady can throw to now too. Yes. The shorter uh, <laughs> middle of the field uh, passes. Is that true? That's probably true. well. He could probably throw the bar ball further than me. Let's be over honest. the mountains. Yes. Would he go over the mountains though? I don't think he'd go over the mountains. I don't think so. Either. But further than I can throw it. <laughs> yeah, that's for yeah. sure uh, for me here. But he's thirty-four. If Brady is back next year. Uh, I still don't draft him as a top 12, even though he's probably going to finish as a top 12. Probably. He's always been underrated uh, as a wide receiver. He'll probably end up close to that wide receiver one, maybe just just sneaking in if Brady does return. But, yeah, I'll I'll be hands off unless he falls at an incredible value in the draft. Mm -hmm. Which he did this past Mm -hmm. year, and I still avoided him. Mm -hmm. So what do I know? Um, But number eight on this list is very very exciting to me in a weird way Mm -hmm. because i was so wrong about him uh for so long like i didn't believe that a breakout could come for this guy he's in at number eight alan robinson Mm -hmm. and i had many a twitter debate this offseason of just saying basically be weary of his one great season but there was a lot of excuses for why he didn't have great seasons after that uh his one season in jacksonville where he just crushed um and ever since then it's well he got injured and he moved to a new offense and oh now it's a different uh offensive coordinator and so there was a lot of that and i didn't believe it and boy do i look stupid now um (laughs) but he's young he's 26 he will be 26 this season i believe yeah he's a he's a younger man again i think than a lot of people believe that he is he is 26 and a half right now oh so very young feels like he's been in the league forever. Uh-huh. But I mean, this was his sixth season, so that's not outrageous to think that. No. I, I, I really like him. I feel like he will be... He'll be, he'll be close to a lock to be top, top 12, a number one wide receiver this next season. Well, just imagine if they get a respectable quarterback. Yeah, no kidding. That's sky's the limit. And mm-hmm. I, there is not a lot of competition there right now. Anthony mm-hmm. Miller is basically his biggest competition. If he can stay healthy. If he can stay healthy, sure. And he's a little bit more of the Mike Williams mm-hmm. mold. It's not going to be – he's not going to dominate touches anytime soon, I don't think. So I think Robinson will be good mm-hmm. for quite a while. Absolutely. All right, coming in at number nine, we have Kenny Galladay. Look at all this NFC North action. I know. God, it makes you tingle, doesn't it? <laughs> He uh, is another sneaky, sneaky fella. And again, did it with a bunch of garbage quarterbacks throwing to him for (laughs) three quarters of the season. Uh, Stafford played uh, five games, I believe, before he was out the rest of the year with his broken back. I think he played, Did I I thought he played more than that. Maybe not. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up. But then had the likes of... Who's that? Jeff, Jeff Driscoll. Jeff and, Driscoll and David uh, Bloch. Yeah. David Blur. And still ended up being the number nine overall PPR machine in fantasy last year. Uh, yeah. He led all wide receivers with 11 touchdowns. So you like to see that. And the, another number that I absolutely love, I had to throw this on here. He yeah. was second in the league in end zone targets, which is. That's so uh, nice. That's so great. That's so that nice. You love to see that as having him on your team as a wide receiver. And that happened on an offense that did not see the red zone that often. That should tell you everything mm-hmm. you need to know. If this was a real offense, that right. he would have been number one. Absolutely. And probably by a landslide. So Stafford did play eight games. It was a okay. half and half split, but he 
barely finished the one game, which barely counts. Um, and his numbers took a slight decrease without him there, but it was not super noticeable. Dropped by about three PPR points per game. So, yeah, it hurts you. But, but that's not bad considering the quality of targets that there? they were. For sure. For sure. Ooh, next up, here's my guy. Here's my guy that I want yeah, to talk about. I almost it. puked in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> uh, you swallow that back in. It is number 10, Amari Cooper. Amari, the non-boom-bust Cooper. I... I, I was I was telling Jake before we started recording here that I was looking for something negative to say about Amari, uh, just for this this moment, and I couldn't find anything. Like he actually had a very more or less consistent season, better than what we've seen before. Yes. He put up good yards, had eight touchdowns on the season. His you know yards per target were great. His yards per reception were great. Um, all basically tops of career numbers for him yeah. to this point. So, really, it's hard to knock anything against what Amari did this season. Yeah, it was great to see what he could finally do being uh, on a consistent level with the offense, with a mm-hmm. consistent quarterback, consistent game plan, for, uh, for the most part. He, mm-hmm. he had a couple of disappearing acts, as he's wont to do, mm-hmm. but as a lot of these guys that we've already talked about have done. Mike Evans, uh, coming up here that we'll talk about, had Honestly, very similar numbers, just week mm-hmm. to week as Amari Cooper. Um, we still don't know what the offense is going to look like. We talked mm-hmm. about this last episode with the Zeke situation. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and is Amari going to be back on the Cowboys? Don't know. Free agent? We don't know. I is think that going to be there? We don't know. <laughs> it's a grab bag. It's, there's so many questions revolving around the Dallas offense that it's it's going to be hard to project at this point. Yes. Of, of where he's going to end up. But chances are he's going to be a top 12 wide receiver next year, wherever he ends up, Mm -hmm. because he is that talented. Which is why I think this might be an opportunity to buy low Mm -hmm. if you're looking at an owner who is worried about what the team looks like Mm -hmm. next year and what what he does in free agency. Then, yeah, I'd consider buying low if Mm -hmm. you if you can. All right. Number 11. The surprise breakout of all breakouts this season. Devante Parker, the fifth year breakout. It's it's the new new trend, I think. V, oh my God! You know what it is? He has that capital V in his first name. That's a Roman numeral for five. How did we all miss this shit? Look, I apologize for my lack of analysis on that because <laughs> I should have been on top of it, and I wasn't, and I'm ashamed, and I'm sorry. But yeah, what I mean, what a what a deal, Adam Gase. Is gone. Mm-hmm. Is that a coincidence? No. That now he breaks out? It is not. I don't feel like it is. And also, he was just healthy again. Mm-hmm. Talked about this. This yes. is a lot of these guys mm-hmm. who have problems Yeah, this was his healthy. first real healthy season he's had. Mm-hmm. Obviously, new coaching staff. He's not in the doghouse. You have... Uh, and Fitz Magic there. Yeah, that's right. I mean, what? <laughs> what do you... What do you... Uh, so... We were talking about this with our startup drafts. We both have Ryan Fitzpatrick as mm-hmm. like a really deep pick just because, you know, if he plays. It's super flex. I want his action. <laughs> yeah, yes, right. and it's super flex. But I want his action if he plays. Um, and if he plays, then Devontae Parker is, for me, a top 15 pick in redraft. Right. How do you feel, though, about Preston Williams there? Because really you didn't see – Parker's breakout until after Williams got injured. Very true. And actually, I do want to talk about those splits because they are big. They are. So with 
Preston Williams playing, he was averaging 11.5 PPR points per game. Respectable, but not dominating. No. With him out, it was 19 points per game. Huge. It's a big jump. That's a big jump. Huge. But I do feel there's not going to be much other competition there. Mm -hmm. And if Fitzpatrick just gets unleashed for the whole season, which he wasn't this year, he Mm -hmm. was still there in and out with Josh Rosen, and they were trying to make that work. Yeah, that was early on. And it didn't really work. And that coincided with a lot of the games that Preston Williams was playing. Um, you know, and so part of that I think had to do with the quarterback situation. So I can't put it all on Preston Williams being there or not being there. I still really like what we saw from him, even when Preston Williams was playing. And I kind of just want to let the draft capital argument happen: first rounder versus undrafted. Mm-hmm. Well, that's and what I was I was going to say. Where are you going to be comfortable drafting on this upcoming redraft season? Devonte? Yes. Yeah, I would. Take are you, are you going to be drafting him as a top twelve? Wide receiver? That's I will project him as a top 15 guy. I won't draft him there because I don't think I'll have to. I think okay. you could probably get him at still somewhat of a steal. Okay. Because I still think this kind of went under the radar because he started off a little slower. Um, but I would take him. I would draft him as a top 20 guy. Okay. Yeah. Fair oh, enough. Where does he fall on your Julio line? Uh, Above or below? He, he's below. Okay. Let's just, yeah. just making sure. Just making oh, sure. No, we haven't checked below. that pulse here. No, we haven't. All right. Okay. Ooh. And then rounding out our top 12 here, a surprising one, to be sure. This whole goddamn list is a little surprising, honestly. It is. So we have Jarvis Landry sneaking in. Uh, just a quietly efficient, good season. Um, I think everybody thought that Odell Beckham was going to be the man. He came in. Little did they realize that. Landry's been there, was there a year before that. He'd been there, build done up, that. Build up a rapport with Mayfield already. He was the number one the previous year. Yeah. I mean, he's just that guy that's never going to look sexy mm-hmm. on your roster, and you're not going to feel like, I have to start him this week. Um, but you should be starting him as your wide receiver, too, every you, single week. You because really should. He will consistently put up wide receiver two numbers every single week. Well, and here's the thing uh, about it, and I don't know if this scares you. I project that next year Odell will be significantly better than what he was this year. I agree. He should be. Because I do just think, again, first year in a new offense, Mm -hmm. it's always hard. Um, Typically, on average, these guys who switch teams, uh, wide receivers, they drop about 10 spots the Mm -hmm. following year in the rankings. That's exactly what happened to him this year. And he had the injury, had a core muscle injury. So how much offense was putrid this last year, and they had a had a quite the the ego heads were a little inflated on that team for sure. You know, so I think they were all knocked back to reality and. And I think they'll come back working hard. They'll actually, I feel like, have a head coach that's going to hold them accountable as opposed to Freddie Kitchens, who... Letting the inmates run the asylum kind of deal. Um, Jarvis had a higher target share than Odell. Mm -hmm. Do you think that stays the same next year? Um, It could, just because Odell is more of the deep target, so he doesn't need as many targets to get the yards. Because that's what you're looking at with Jarvis. Jarvis is the underneath player. So If Jarvis don't get that volume, you don't like Jarvis very much. That's right. But, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) 
I'm probably going to foolishly sleep on him a little bit going into next year, but he should be on your radar mm-hmm. as a top 20 potential guy yeah, again. Absolutely. Without a doubt. But outside of this top 12, mm-hmm. which was weird, it was just a weird top 12 this year. It really was. No doubt about it. Missed if anybody got names. this close, I, I would need to see receipts on mm-hmm. this. <laughs> um, but there are some big names that fell outside of it for various reasons, mm-hmm. and I'd like to talk a little bit about those. Yeah, We'll, right. we'll cherry pick a, a few here. Yeah, just just some notables mm-hmm. here. Is there a guy that stands out to you that fell out of this top 12? Well, let's start with uh, Mike Evans coming in at number 15. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was on pace to be in the top 12. I mean, he was, he was top five for the longest time, then got injured towards the end of the season. Not much you could do about that. It's going to hurt your stats. The one thing I do like, though, is he was second in the league in air yards per game. So he was going deep. He was getting the throws deep. As he's wont to do. That's right. That's been his role since the beginning. It is. So I I loved seeing that. Assuming Jameis is back, that shouldn't change. And he is always one of those perennially underrated wide receivers. Yeah. He's always, aside from the injury this year, a wide receiver one every single year. I think he's the only wide receiver that has gotten over a thousand yards and is each of the first five seasons i think that's that or he's one right. of or one of a couple wide one receivers so yes company. yes he's in, he's in an exclusive company uh and i know it doesn't feel like that he doesn't do it very sexily but sexily i feel well he's he's a little boom bust isn't he he is a little doesn't bit feel that way uh, especially this year there's a couple games where he basically got you zero points when he actually One played. game where, in fact, he got you yes, zero. that which hurt is a lot. <laughs> so uh, brutal. Uh, and then he got injured at the end of the year, so he missed a couple of games, uh, which is ultimately what kicked him out of the top 12 here, mm-hmm. was those two missed games. Correct. But, yeah, when he does it big, he does it real, real big for you. Uh, here, But here's the elephant in the room that maybe you don't want to talk about, but what if Jameis doesn't return? It depends who they bring in for a quarterback. To be honest. Because it's going to be very dependent. He is more dependent on the quarterback, I think, than Godwin. Yes, yes. Because he is more of the downfield deep ball threat. Yep. And if you have a quarterback that isn't willing to or can't throw it far down the field, his game is going to suffer a bit. I don't think there's a ton of quarterbacks who they would bring in that let his value stay the same or go higher. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm worried about. Maybe Philip Rivers, but I don't, I don't believe I don't that th- to be true. No. No, I don't think he has that arm anymore. And there's just, unless they go Mm draft-wise and get some young buck with the big cannon, who I really don't know any of those guys. Honestly, though, wouldn't it be interesting if Derek Carr went there? I think for a deep-shot guy, he might be okay. Tyrell Williams did all right with Mm -hmm. with Carr. So maybe? Maybe. I don't know. I still don't like it. (laughs) No. So hopefully Jameis comes back and we don't have to worry about any of that shit. Here's a darling mm-hmm. that's on everybody's lips and minds and hearts and groins. Uh, DJ Moore came in at number 16 with a hodgepodge of, of quarterbacks mm-hmm. as well. So he had Kyle Allen. He had Cam for a couple of games. And he, Greer for a game. Well, yeah. Yeah, I think this just shows you what a lot of fan, fantasy analysts were projecting for him. You know, drafting him, especially in Dynasty, as that first round wide receiver, number one wide receiver off the board for a lot of uh, rookie drafts yeah. a couple years ago. 
I think this just proves that he's he's growing into that wide receiver one that everyone was projecting him to be. If he can do that with garbage quarterbacks for the entire season, what is he going to do with a good quarterback? I don't you know. know that's that's the question. Like his ceiling is really the limit. Like we we don't know right. what that is. Right. Because him and Curtis Samuel both get a lot of yards after the catch when put into bad situations. Mm-hmm. So then the quality of the target increases. Naturally, everything else has to increase with it. He is basically what people wanted Calvin Benjamin to be. Uh, he's he's bigger. He's bigish, not like mm-hmm. Calvin size. Um, but he's a he's a bigger guy. But mm-hmm. he's got he's speed. And he's he, flight of foot. And he only had four touchdowns this season. I Did expect really? that number to go up. Wow. I, I could see him getting flirting with that double digit uh, touchdown number mm. uh, if he gets better quarterback play. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. This next one. Hits me right in the old heart bone. <laughs> if the, you have a bone in your heart, I think you need to go get that no, checked out. I've got a heart in my bone. Oh, I see it. <laughs> got a pulse down there. I see what you did. All right, go to it. So it's Devontae Adams. Came in at 23 this season. Uh, definitely a disappointing year uh, for fantasy purposes. Obviously, he was out four games. Mm-hmm. Not much you can do about that. Uh, when he was in, he was definitely targeted. A little hurt coming back, a little hobble, mm-hmm. a couple of games too. But um, he was tied for second in red zone targets, which you love to see. Um, had he stayed healthy, he probably would have gotten double-digit touchdowns again this season for the third year in a row. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But again, the injury just kind of derailed a good chunk of the season for him and, and kind of lost some steam. But I expect him, if he's staying healthy, to be back up in that high-end wide receiver one conversation for next season. Agreed, for sure. And he just stayed under the radar again this year because he just barely missed that thousand yard mm-hmm. mark. You know, so people can hold that over his head and mm-hmm. add that chip onto his shoulder. That should be great. Mm-hmm. Um, but they should definitely get wide receiver help there next year. Here's hoping. And um, so the targets may go down, um, but I think he'll be more efficient mm-hmm. probably because the injury will be gone. And, and he won't necessarily be double covered quite as often if they have someone on opposite side of the field that you have to worry about. Yeah. So real number two. Um, Next on the list, the number two on his own team, surprisingly, was OBJ. We hinted at this with the Jarvis Landry talk. Mm -hmm. Uh, Here's a stat that you put in that I didn't know Mm -hmm. about. He was tied for the league lead in drops. He had 11. Yes, for wide receivers, tied for the league lead. I feel like they weren't even drops. I feel like he actually caught the ball and then just like kind of threw it to the ground in disgust. Like it was, it was hot just potato. So upset. Yeah, he's just like, "Fuck this! Get this! Get this out of my hands!" Um, yeah, that's that's rough. That's rough, for Odell. But we covered. Mm-hmm. You know, he had the core injury, mm-hmm. stayed with him. Got stuff to play through. Yeah, how how did that affect his play? He's not known for his drops either, so that's why I put it on there because it was very surprising. Just kind of a lost season for him. Yeah, unfortunately. That was, a, that was a tough one. It was. He is a guy that I'm 100% trying to target low. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've got that nervous owner who thinks that this is just who he is or who just doesn't like his off-the-field antics and mm-hmm. is concerned that that will eventually get him into an Antonio Brown type of situation, I don't think that it will. No. At least not soon. Correct. Maybe down the road. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I see him flirting with that top 12 next year. He's always going to be in that mm-hmm. conversation. I don't know that he'll ever get up to that 
top half of the wide receiver one, though. Because I don't think he'll play all 16 right. games healthy. Right. That's... He played all 16 this year, but he wasn't healthy. It was the first time or only second time he's played all I think 16? second time in his career. Yeah. So that's worrisome. It is. But I still like him for his potential. Mm-hmm. All right, and then coming in at 32 overall was Tyree Kill. No surprise there. He missed five games. Yeah, but when he was on, he was he was fucking on. That's right. Um, no reason that he's not going to be in that top five, top six wide receiver conversation next season. I could see somebody drafting him mm-hmm. number two yeah. as that wide receiver, and I'd have zero problem with that. Absolutely. Uh, aside Absolutely. from the fact that he's kind of a dong. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but other than that, I mean, you know, morals aside, know that I, he could very well be the number two. Honestly, mm-hmm. he could be the number one guy next year. Yeah. And that offense. Yeah, he's got that ceiling. Mm-hmm. Um, and with uh, Sammy Biscuits, Sammy mm-hmm. Watkins going away, mm-hmm. that could clear up some some more targets for him. Honestly, it could. He doesn't need a ton of targets though. That's his yeah. thing. Is he's so efficient with the ball that, and he can take any pass to the house at any time. That it's. Do you worry about me, Cole, cutting into any of that? No, I, he's a I don't. Guy. They're similar, but I mean Tyreek is the alpha dog there. That's fair. That is fair. Uh, not the alpha dog. People wanted this guy to be the mm-hmm. alpha dog so hard. Mike Williams fell in at number 41 this year, basically the exact same place he fell last year. Mm-hmm. Um, they they want it to happen for Mike Williams. I don't want it to not happen for Mike Williams. I just don't see it happening and for And by Mike all Williams. intents and purposes, he should produce better than he does. Is this a little bit of Phillip Rivers just not being able to get him the ball? Because he is more of that Maybe. deep threat target um as the stats i have in here he led all wide receivers in air yards per reception and second in air yards per target so he's definitely more of a downfield threat sure um with tyrod there or or maybe whatever quarterback they bring in Mm -hmm. will they be able to throw the ball a little bit more downfield uh i know in previous years he's kind of relied on those touchdowns to buoy his numbers yeah and he really didn't have that this year uh he only had two touchdowns Big oh that's gonna off. hurt him so to, and now if you listened to uh somebody in the know in the off season who was talking about that natural regression happening in the touchdown department for him you are not shocked by that number no um hunter henry being there does hurt him so Mm -hmm. if hunter henry goes away maybe there's a world where mike williams steps up and again with the quarterback change although i don't if it is tyrod i don't like that change for mike williams right i think keenan allen will still be perfectly Mm -hmm. fine uh, but I do not like that. For, no, I would, I would he's ex- not known as a bomber. No, I would expect his touchdowns to go up a little bit, maybe be that 5-6 range. Sure, back uh, to the but, mean. Yeah, but, but that 10-12 touchdowns, that's just not his game. No, no. It is Will Fuller's game. Though. It is. Dear God. So he comes in at number 53, and health has been his issue. I, I think the talent is there. It's obvious. He works well in the offense he's in yeah. when he plays, but he just he can't stay healthy. And he hasn't played in all 16 games once in his career. Yeah, although, so although, disconcerting. Although we're going into year five this year. So this so, is the number? The fifth year <gasps> breakout. Oh, my God. Wolf of the V. Yeah. Oh, oh geez. You guys. Okay, hot, hot news here. <laughs> I think we are on to something. We're on to a trend. 
Are scientific there, analysis. All right. Here's what I pl- I plan to do and I promise to do for you guys is I'm going to find any other player that has a V in their name so that we can get ahead of this and we won't be caught off guard. <laughs> and we guard. can start tracking it. Exactly. Yeah. We'll we'll have like a metric on the mm, website or something. That's right. We'll, we'll figure something out. Um, but um, I would expect him to probably finish higher this year, assuming he actually plays more than five or six games. But you can't. But you can't. Uh, great best ball asset if if you like to play best ball because when he does play he's going to give you great games yes you just don't know when those games he's going to play are so um and he did not have the crazy touchdown efficiency this year like he has in the past as well where it seemed like every other catch was a touchdown you know obviously that was never going to hold up anyways he is tyler lockett without the health Mm -hmm. but you can't bank on that so I like him if you want to take him as a wide receiver four. Right. Because right there is perfect. You have your other guys, and you can slot him in when healthy. Right. Yeah, I I will probably be staying away for the most part unless he becomes insane value in the draft. Yeah, fair. Also, valuable heading into this season, Mm -hmm. and I think valuable still... Heading into the the next season a little bit is Anthony Miller, mm-hmm. number 56. And, yeah, he wasn't healthy, really, no, until he, about midway through the season. Yeah, he was injured again, uh, injured the shoulder. Apparently he's got just glass got, shoulders. He really does. He needs to stop taking uh, his workout tips from Samuel L. Jackson. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a Mr. Glass reference from the it. hit movie Unbreakable. And that other movie that came out afterwards that Glass. was like Unbreakable. That's the one. Got <laughs> the name right in there. Uh, but Anthony Miller, I still like him, but again, he is very much like a Mike Williams type to me. Mm-hmm. He's not going to take over as the number one. Allen Robinson is the dude, as we talked about. He's the dude. And um, until we figure out even what the, the quarterback situation is, um, it'll be hairy. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like, again, the quarterback play can't go much further down so this could be a buy low you wouldn't think so uh the thing you like to see is um he started seven games this last season uh, had 85 targets so yeah so he he was getting targeted only had two touchdowns so you'd expect that to um regress to the mean a little bit this this coming season again assuming that he gets better quarterback play that kind of all hinges on that because uh, if the quarterback play doesn't improve, there's only going to be enough for Allen Robinson in that offense. That is true. Wait, how many games did you say he played this year? Started seven. Started seven. Yeah. Okay. Right, because he was in and out so much. Because right. that's the thing. It's like he technically played every game. Right. But that's a pretty loose definition. Yes. Yeah. Of yeah. What there was games where he only played a little bit. So. Yeah. Uh, for sure. So, yeah, that's just some names mm-hmm. to keep in the, in the back pocket there outside of the guys. Do any of those guys have a chance of going up and above? Uh, I'll tell you right now, there's some names out of that straggler bunch that are above the Julio line for me. Yeah, absolutely. Devontae, Mike Evans, OBJ. No, not for me. No? No, I would take Julio above OBJ. Okay. Ooh, there's our, there's our first real victim of the Julio line. Uh, Tyreek Hill is above it mm-hmm. for me, for sure. Um DJ, DJ Moore could be closer. That's close. That, that's close. But I wouldn't put him above yet. Yeah, it would be tough. I guess I would want to see 
a little bit more in this offseason how that Carolina offense is going to look, who they have for a quarterback, kind of let things shake out and develop over the summer. Because yeah. um, if they get a get a good quarterback, you know, maybe that will change where I, I, I like his opportunity better. Yeah. But right now, I'm not, I can't say that right now, but That's fair. it's it's close. But it's he's, close. He's, the kid's got all the talent in the world. Mm-hmm. How much talent does he have? Russell more. Wilson. No, I was, gonna, I was going to say more because oh. it's his last name. Oh, I see what you're doing God. there. God, why'd you have to bring Russell into this too? Because anytime you say talent, I'm going to tell you about Russell. Makes me salty, and you know it, mm-hmm. and you you know my. And that's weakness. why I do it. Some real kryptonite shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else that you want to talk about amongst these wideouts? Um, amongst the wideouts, no. Uh, I think that pretty well covers it for this week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to continue on next week with our tight end recap, which mm-hmm. I know is everybody's favorite That's right. position group to talk about. But I am actually ex- kind of excited about the young crop of tight ends, which we'll get into. So mm-hmm. there will be content and yes. things to be discussed Absolutely. in that episode. Absolutely. Do not sweep that one under the rug, you guys. All right. All right. Well, as always, you can find us. On the Twitter machine. You sound exhausted saying that. <laughs> it's like, well, look, you guys, you know where to find us. Just go find us there. I felt like Michael Scott there for a second where <laughs> I was starting a sentence, but I didn't know where I was going with it. I started talking and my brain wasn't wasn't uh, firing. That's so that, that was the huge pauses there. So I apologize for that. It wasn't exact <laughs> exasperation. No. It was just letting the wheels get caught yeah, up. It's the end of the day. It's a Monday. That's fair. It's, it's hard to get the brain firing at this t- this time of the day. I forgive you fully. All right. So, yes, you can find us on the Twitter machine at Drinking Fantasy. You can find me at FF Dusty Dog. You can find me at Jake Trowbridge. And we will be back in a week. I will be nursing the longest hangover of my life because uh, uh-huh. I will be down at the Mardi Gras. Uh-huh. So wish me luck. Hey, maybe you'll run into Michael Thomas. Maybe. That would be awesome. You tell us if you do. I will. Okay. And then until next time, folks, keep drinking and talking fantasy football. Cheers, FFRs.